Angelina here, and welcome to episode 18 of the Hair Chair Boss podcast. You know, it's a normal part of life to experience the occasional anxiety. It's just part of being human, and like I say, welcome to life school. But when you experience anxiety that is persistent and it just feels so uncontrollable and excessive and overwhelming, it can be disabling and just completely paralyzing. And I know this because I'm one of the nearly 20% of Americans who experience some level and type of anxiety. And if you're like me, when anxiety hits, it's not only incredibly stressful, it's incredibly frustrating. I mean, there are times where I just you know, beat myself up. Like, why are you feeling this way? You have no reason to having this anxiety episode or anxiety attack. Get it together. <laughs> and sometimes just leads me to tears. And I know some of you are going to relate. And on my journey from debilitating anxiety to where I am today has been eye-opening and healing. And I have far less experiences and episodes of panic attacks. And it's been a long time since I've been paralyzed for hours on end, which is why I wanted to do this episode today. Because if there's even just a little bit in my conversation with Dr. Stetz that helps just one person, just one listener, we will have made a difference. And I know that sometimes when you're in the thick of anxiety and stress, you feel so alone and you just, again, get frustrated and beat beat yourself up for it and just not kind to yourself when that is the time where you absolutely need to be kind to yourself. Again, I experience anxiety. I know firsthand, so I know what you're going through. And according to the ADAA, anxiety disorders are real. They're serious mental conditions, just as real as serious, just as real and serious as physical disorders like heart disease and diabetes. So I've had to really wrap my head around that. And this episode is by no means a replacement for medical consultation or diagnosis or treatment. It's simply a conversation I'm having with my practitioner who has helped me understand my anxiety. And I'm just going to be sharing some of the things that have worked for me. And if they've worked for me, they might work for you. And I've had a couple takeaways from today's episode. And my biggest one was this one is that I can change the way that I interpret anxiety and call it worry instead. Because when I use the word anxiety, it feels like something outside of me, something that's triggered me, that's beyond my control. And that feels so disempowering. However, when Dr. Melba Stetz had me change that word to worry, something shifted for me. Because the word worry is something that is happening within me. I'm worried about this or I'm worried about that. And I can manage my worry. I can manage my worried thoughts and I can shift them. And that's so much more doable and so much more empowering. So if you're like me, you'll have takeaways too. And I want to thank some listeners who wrote in and asked questions that helped to guide today's conversation. And some of those questions I was able to answer on today's call or on today's interview. And there were other questions that also guided this conversation. So the bottom line, if you experience any form of anxiety at any level, mostly we're going to be talking about mild to moderate anxiety, what I have been faced with. 
I hope today's episode will give you some of a sigh of relief, even to know that you're not alone and that there are some simple, effective, and proactive things that you can think about doing for yourself. I'm really appreciative that Dr. Stetz made the time to be with us today, and I know you're going to have those takeaways too, so stay tuned. If you're like most hairstylists, you got into this industry because you're the creative type and you love to make people look their best because you know how it makes them feel on the inside. And you transition to booth rent or you aspire to because freedom is super important to you. But it seems that freedom is coming at a price and your business is not exactly where you want it to be, especially financially. You're doing social media for exposure and you're watching YouTube videos to perfect your skills, but it's not getting you enough clients in your chair. And what would contribute the absolute most to your success as a hairstylist is to first work on you from the inside out because the most important asset in your business is you. And when you take an inside out approach to the fabulous business you wanna create, you will soon discover your inner hair chair boss and finally have real, sustainable, lifelong wealth, happiness, and abundance in your life. I'm Angelina Campos, and this is the Hair Chair Boss Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Well, aloha, everyone. I'm super excited today because this is a real treat. So Dr. Melba Stetz is here as my guest today, and I also want to point out, just to, to mention here too, that I have worked with Dr. Melba Stetz, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her on the show today. And something that I have experienced for quite a few years in my own life has been anxiety. And it's something that came on in my later years and kind of caught me off guard and threw me off my track. And if you're like me and a lot of other people who have experiences with anxiety, it can be very frustrating and debilitating. And did I say frustrating? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and so I know you know what I'm talking about. And, and especially now with COVID, because we're still in you know, the midst of it, unfortunately. I mean, we're still months in and still dealing with COVID in the world. I know that that's triggered a lot of anxiety for people and especially hairstylists because hairstylists are working with the public. And first of all, there was that anxiety and the stress of not working because for months, salons across the nation and around the world were closed, just completely shut down. And so from one day to the next, you have a thriving business or someone who's just starting out in their hair business and then it's shut down and everything came to a screeching halt. And so there's that stress, first of all, there of well, how long is this going to last? You know, all of the unknowns and then not having the income and then dealing with trying to get financial assistance and, you know, bills to pay and families to feed and just oh my goodness, so much stress that people were dealing with. And so then there was that part. And then now that things are opening up a bit, there's that stress that hairstylists are facing as far as, okay, now that I have to go back into the salon, because some people, most of my listeners are chair renters. 
um, booth renters. So have a, they have a lot more control or they have control over their schedule. But there are some listeners who are employees. And so they were told they have to go to work. And even with the booth renters, you know, I know that you have to bring in an income. So there's that struggle with, I, I need to go back to work because I need to start making money. And I want to get back to doing what I love and seeing my clients. And then that tug of war with, but am I safe? Is my family safe? You know, are my clients going to be safe? And just all of this stress going on, it's, it's totally understandable. And it's not your fault, you the listener, you hairstylist, it's not your fault that you're experiencing a lot of distress and this anxiety. And, but I shouldn't say, and, but there are ways to, I mean, you have to get back to life, right? You have to get back into your life. And how do you go about easing back into life and into your business and not carrying so much stress and overwhelm and anxiety with you? So that's why I wanted to bring on Dr. Melba Stetz today Mm -hmm. and um, to just give us some insight and some strategies and some tips uh, to navigate the anxiety. Because so Dr. Melba, I am in a group of hairstylists too. And so I'm in different forums just to give you a little bit of background on why I even wanted to bring you on the show there's a lot of hairstylists who are posting in these groups so much anxiety that they're having and having to go back, you know, they have their client in their chair and they need to go back to the, the back room and just get a grip and take a breath because they're feeling so much anxiety. They don't even want to be there. I see so many hairstylists and, and you know, see what they're going through. Like, I just don't want to be here. And they're reaching out and asking other hairstylists, how do you feel? Do you feel the same way? Are you having anxiety? And it's really hard to, to just know what to do and how to navigate all of this. So that's why, you know, I thought of you and the work that we've done has really helped me. And I still have some ways to go, but it's helped me a lot where it, I don't feel so debilitated by it and consumed by my anxiety and the stress and the coping mechanism that you've helped me with to implement is really made a difference. And so for you as a listeners, please just drop what you're doing. You know, if you're multitasking, stop multitasking. Really just listen in, take some notes, because I know Dr. Stetz is gonna give you lots of great information that is gonna help you. And of course, disclaimer, right? I'm not a doctor. We're not here to, you know, give you anything other than some insight and some, some information and some tips that you can use. Um, you know, still find your doctor locally that you can work with, with your anxiety. And yeah, just know that this, not, this is not a replacement. It's just to shed some light. And my goal for you is just so that you realize that you're not broken Um, you know, that there are things that you can do because believe me, where I was with my stress and my anxiety, if I can be where I am now and it's not all consuming me all the time, I still have episodes, but it's not consuming my day to day like it was before. 
Um, so if I can get some help and benefit from what Dr. Stetz has to share, then I know that you can too. So um, Dr. Stetz, just give us a couple minutes on just who you are and how you got to do what you're doing. And then I'm going to jump right in and ask you some questions. And I have a couple questions that some of um, my my listeners of the podcast and the forums that I'm in have some questions as well, but I'd love to, for you to share some, some about yourself. Oh, well, hi, thanks for inviting me, Angelina. You're awesome. I really admire you and your work. Thank you. And I like going to you when I need um, any advice in regards to business or whatever. So you're awesome about that too. Thank you. You have a beautiful personality and you do have a big heart. In regards to me, uh, I was born in Puerto Rico, and later on I joined the military, the army. I, I served for 30 years. I started as an enlisted, and I retired a few years ago as an officer, lieutenant colonel. I moved to Hawaii about in 2008 after I was deployed to Iraq. I've been in Iraq, I've been in Korea, I've been in Panama, I've been in Afghanistan, different places. So I'm a combat vet. And I'm also a cancer survivor. I had a double mastectomy, surgeries, uh, chemos, radiations, and I'm on a pill right now. So I think that the military has helped me be a little bit resilient. You deal with a lot of stressors, as also being a female, being Hispanic, double minority, and now older. There's always uh, stressors in life, right? Mm-hmm. And my philosophy is just trying to not stay in the in the stance of oh I should not break down or whatever. No, if we break down for some reason, then we just gotta identify, pick up our pieces, wait, uh, get up, and move on. So that's my that's how I approach life, and that's how I approach clients. Uh, so now um, I was uh, I was working more as a peak performance psychologist since I retired. And I also teach for HPU, Hawaii Pacific University. I teach psychology and psychology related to biology or to work and to military, et cetera, I, in person and online. But since, since COVID, that was another stressor um, because my husband is also a recent cancer survivor. He, he lost over half of his lung last year. We decided we're only going to work via telehealth. So he's working from his office here, and I'm just working via telehealth with my clients. And since I might be mo- we might be moving with our daughter in a couple of years when she graduates back to Michigan, to the mainland, I'm only going to continue doing mostly uh, life coaching and work coaching online. So that's what I'm doing now. So how did you get, what got you into doing this, the work that you do? So the way, the work that I do in the military, I was writing a lot of grants and conducting a lot of clinical research protocols that have to do with people that were suffering and families that were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injuries, and trying to come up with coping mechanisms. So since I am doing my research, I've always been vegetarian, vegan, and I don't like um, using animals for research. I got more involved with physiology. So I would test the, the mind-body reaction. So I would put electrodes on, on patients and clients and help them identify that even though we might think that we are not, for example, stressed out, we are. When your blood pressure 
uh, readings are high, we are over normal uh, meters. So we have to find some ways to bring our blood pressure down or our pulse or whatever that is. So, so in the, to answer that question, in the military, I started getting involved into the connection, mind-body connection. Okay. And were you helping people in the military? Yes. Um, I got board certified in both biofeedback and neurofeedback. So I would put sensors in their brain and in the peripheral, uh, like in the fingers or the earlobes and help people identify when their stress is going high and self-regulate, identify when it's not healthy anymore and practicing transference of training. That's why I always give homework. So whatever they practice in the office, they can do at home or at work. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And how do you, how effective have you found the, the biofeedback and the neurofeedback for people? I think it's very effective. I, to me, it's just a tool. I do not bank on it. I don't think that biofeedback, neurofeedback is a magic one. Uh, the way I use it is just uh, as you use a pen or as you use a phone, it's just something that assists you with information. So the sensors are placed, whatever, in your body, and then you can see it in the monitor and you identify if they're going over the range, over the mean of what others, what is normal, eh, medically speaking, or if you're under. So if you have too much anxiety or too much stress or you're getting low, I towards depression. And I try for the person to be conscientious of their emotions and their feelings. So again, so they can learn the, oh my God, I'm getting, my ears are getting hot. So I'm getting upset, even though I don't think so, I got to be careful. Oh, I'm breathing shallowly. Wow. I didn't think I was getting upset, but yes, I'm getting upset. So be more aware of it and working on it. That's a great that's a great segue into this because I know that a lot of hairstylists, they, they ask like, you know, how, how can they identify that they're going, you know, they're, they're tiptoeing into anxiety or stress or reacting, you know, how to identify that. Now, is that all part, is that all anxiety or what is anxiety? Exactly. Cause I know that a lot of hairstylists, they say, well, you know, I, I have anxiety, I have anxiety. What exactly is that? Nowadays, it is accepted for people to interchange the words of stress, anxiety, tension. Okay. The, different, the way that I will separate will be that stress is anything that throws you out of your balance. There's a stress, which is positive, which it could be, hey, if you run until the end, we're going to give you a positive reinforcement, something that you like, we'll give you a trophy. And distress, distress is um, something negative that you will get out of the stress, meaning you might break down crying or you might crash and just fall. Mm-hmm. So anything that you think of a balance, okay. it just throw you off positively or negatively. So okay. stress is anything that is putting ten- uh, pressure or tension or uh, a threat to your homeostasis, to your balance. Anxiety, so that's when you say stressors, there's stressors. Okay. That provide you stress or give you stress. Anxiety tends to be the lingering feeling of, of, oh my God. And anxiety in simple words, I would say that is 
worrying about something that will happen. Okay. Or maybe so, worrying about something that may not happen. Oh, that may not happen, but it's worrying. Exactly. Okay. You said it, you, you nailed it. Worrying. So I would I like people, I like my clients to find the synonym of worrying. When they say anxiety, worrying. So that reminds us that we have control over worrying or not. Oh, I love that. Okay. I'm going to repeat that. And, and I course. wish I had a pencil in front of me, but so you, you, you like people to separate anxiety and worry because worry you have control over um, or a sense of control. Is that what you, you were saying? Uh, anxiety and worrying, I see it as synonyms, as the same thing. Okay. So stress or stress is something that is threatening you. Mm-hmm. And then what you feel, what you feel, the strain or the anxiety or the worry is your reaction to it. Okay. So I think that when we think, instead of saying, oh, that's making, that's making me anxious, we should say things like, I feel anxious because of that versus giving power to the person or the thing. No one can, nothing, no one, nothing can make you anxious. We are the one that allow to be anxious and anxious because it's a word that not many people process the same. I tell my clients to, I suggest to my clients to use the word, I worry. Because okay. when we say, I worry, we have power over it. Okay, got it. So like, if, like if you say, I'm anxious about this, but you, and you change it and you say, I worry about this, you feel more empowered, like you can control it. Yeah, I love that. Because you're right, because when I, I, I know for myself, when I'm getting in this moment of what I would call anxiety, I would say, oh my gosh, I'm having anxiety. It's almost like I don't, I can't control it. Like it's taking over me. But if I were to change that and say, okay, I'm worried about this, then you're, you're absolutely right. Even just saying it now, repeating that, it feels different. It's like, even in my body, it has a different, a different response. Oh, I'm worried about this. Okay, if I'm worried about that, then I can choose to not be worried about that, or I can choose to do something about that worry or do something about that situation so that I'm not worried. Or even I feel like I go into more problem solving mode. If I say, I'm worried about that. Okay. Well, let me, what do I need to do? So I'm not worried. And then immediately my brain will go into problem solving mode. So I see what you're saying. It's, it's definitely more empowering. Okay. That is like, a golden nugget that I hope all of you listeners got that. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, got that. I, I see that. So what is happening? And this might get a little too technical, so I, I, I don't want to go off um, track too much, but I'm just so fascinated by the brain. Like what is happening to our brains when we get into that worry and that those anxious moments? So uh, typically when we are stressed out or we're starting being anxious, obviously our chemistry changes mm-hmm. and there's parts of our brain, for example, the amygdala mm-hmm. that is in the back of the brain by the pons. It has to do with uh, our perception of emotions. So we get three potential modes, which is we try to fight the stressor. We get tense physically or mentally or at the defensive. What do you mean by that? For example, mm-hmm. we're fighting or we can also freeze 
oh my God, I have a deadline, but I'm going to procrastinate. You don't say I'm going to procrastinate, but you start procrastinating. I'm going to do other stuff, other stuff. And then, oh my God, the deadline, I hope it goes away, but it won't go away. So I'm, I'm kind of frozen because I'm not, I'm not actually engaging into working on the deadline. So I'm froze. I'm stuck. Another option could be fleeing. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to self-medicate with alcohol or with anything. And I'm just going to watch a movie and I'm not going to be dealing with that. So we tend to have three different things. So in the brain, the chemistry changes. One of the main, one of the main neurotransmitters that affects our emotions, that it has to do with appetite, happiness, and, and hunger, sex, is serotonin. I, am, I love serotonin. Serotonin um, is the mood balancer. So sometimes if we need to, to eat something that is going to help with that, I suggest that. Or also take medication like an SSRI, Soloft is my, the one that I recommend the most. And not, not always everyone has to be on medication, but this is just the beauty of understanding that when we get stressed out, or anxious or whatever is not only we if we don't if we cannot take all the control then it might be that we need a little bit of help uh, by balancing our chemistry just like a diabetic the diabetic can try to be healthy but he also or she might need to take insulin mm -hmm. okay so there's no shame and embarrassment nope. in needing some help. I mean, it's just nope. balancing the, chem the brain chemistry. Just like if you, you get a headache and you got to take ibuprofen or aspirin or whatnot. I mean, I get migraines, so I have my migraine medication. So just getting a little bit of help to balance out the chemistry. As yes. simple as that. Yes. And most of our serotonin, which is the main neurotransmitters that I was talking about, it tends to be fabricated in our stomach, in our belly. Mm. So that's why we say comfort food because yes, some of the nutrients that we put in our belly, in our stomach, tend to help us pick up again that energy, the sugar or whatever. And it, that's why a lot of people are stress eaters. I can be stress eater. Um, it's under control now, but stress eater, we tend to, oh no, I need, I need comfort food. And then you have your comfort food, which tends to be very fattening, but it reminds you of when you were a child and it, it has a lot of sugar and or caffeine or chocolate or things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. Well, I have heard too, and this is a, a, gonna be a future guest. I've heard that um, people in the health and wellness as far as nutrition, say that the gut is the second brain. Yes. Which is interesting. So, yes. Okay. All right. So, so what happens then now that we, we have a little more understanding about what anxiety is and, and the stress and it's reacting and we have more control over it than we may think we do. Um, and we know a little bit now what's happening in the brain and the help that we can get. What is, I, how do we recognize, like, it, can we catch this before it starts to just take hold of us? Yes, that's the goal. Okay. That's the goal. For example, I love what you said at the beginning of, I love everything you said, but at the beginning of this, of, of this interview, you mentioned, you suggested 
to your listeners, drop what you're doing and do practice monotasking. Yeah, because not because we can multitask, it means that we should. When we're multitasking, we're tasking our brain, we're dissecting our brain sensory system and processing system in different ways. And it's, it, it's a threat for the balance of our health. So monotasking is the way that your hairdressers could also prevent their stress by identifying, okay, I'm going to start working right now. How am I breathing? Am I hyper because the parking, the time, the heat, whatever? Am I cool, calm, collected? If not, okay, so let me take some breathers, heavy breath, take, close your eyes, take deep breath. You can count up to five, then exhale five or six. It's good to exhale longer than inhaling, but just find a rhythm that you feel relaxed. Because if you're tense, you already start your day with tension. And many hours later on, in addition to be standing up, etc., it's just going to make it worse. Plus, you can inadvertently project that stress or send that stress or share that stress with your client. And as clients, when we go to you, we just want to be relaxed and chill. Mm -hmm. And we just want you to make us pretty and happy and healthy. Yeah. Or... <laughs> yes. You're a pseudo-psychologist. <laughs> that is so true. And, you know, for all you hairstylists out there, you know who you are. You race to the salon. You hurry up and get out of your car. You run in and you're trying so hard to beat your client there. And maybe you do and maybe you don't. And, and I've, I'm totally guilty of that myself. That is something that I had to work on for years. It's being early. And I like what you said, Dr. Stetz, about being calm, cool, and collected. And how many of you hairstylists actually get to work early? Like, give yourself a good 15 minutes and get there so that you're calm, cool, and collected. Like, what can you start doing immediately? Because this is what, this is going to help you. I mean, just that one tip right now get there early get there a full 15 minutes early get set up do your breathing especially if you know that you have anxiety or maybe you you have a full day like i so i'm in the salon just every four weeks right now and i worked a 14 hour day yesterday wow yeah it was a long day wow. and i had to stop and take a breather and Good. just breathe and, and just, you know, for you hairstylists listening, be okay with letting your clients know that you need to take a breather, especially right now where we're having to wear masks and face shields. It's really tough. I found myself getting dehydrated. So how many times are you, I'm talking to you hairstylists here, how mm -hmm. many times are you stopping to take a sip of water, have a snack? Take off that mask, change the mask, you know, to have a breather, step outside for a minute and it's okay. Be okay with telling your clients, I need to take a moment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes too, you know, we, we might have a client in your, in your chair. You might have a client in your chair who maybe does trigger you or you get a reaction and they're kind of stressing you out or maybe another hairstylist client, you're letting that that client, um, you know, get a reaction out of you somehow, some way. Cause I know that I've seen a lot of hairstylists sharing things like that. And I think a lot of people are just really on edge. 
And so, again, going back to what Dr. Stett said is make the time to be calm, cool, and collected. Do those breathing exercises. Set yourself up to have a stress-free, anxiety-free, worry-free day. And um, so that's just one thing that I know that hairstylists do. Rush to be in the salon, fall behind, and then it just stresses you out. So on that note, when hairstylists do start to face that stress in the salon, whether it's a client or they're running behind or maybe their haircut or hair color didn't come out so great. Or right now I know a lot of hairstylists are sharing that clients are talking politics and you know a, a lot of the stuff that's been going, going, been going on in our nation especially, but they don't want to talk about it. It really stresses them out. Are there tools and strategies, things that they can do while they're in the salon and find themselves, like what you said, I, and this is another thing I want to remind the listeners to look out for your breathing. Um, so I guess maybe some yellow flags that we might want to be aware of and then what to do in those moments when those, before those yellow flags turn into like big red, <laughs> red flags. I think it's very important uh, to know, like you said, how we're feeling. How's our breathing rate? Are we shallow? Are we breathing too fast? Are we physically getting tense, clenching our teeth? Um, those would be kind of yellow flags. Identify how are you when you are confronted with a stressor. So you can either look at yourself in the mirror and or ask your loved ones, hey, when I get a, when I get a, how do you know when I'm upset? And they might say, oh, your ears get red, or you get like a rash on your neck, or your heart starts getting very fast. So, so the first step I would say is learn how you are, what you look like when you relax, and when you look, how you look when you are stressed out. So then you can start being very conscientious of that and try to avoid that, avoid that. And when you hear things that are that might throw you off, remind yourself, and you probably do it because you all, all of you are professionals in your field. So keep reminding yourself that you don't have to agree with your client or convince. You can agree to disagree, but your job is to do their hair, not to um, engage in their politics, religion, or whatever topic that you might not care about or yeah, want to talk I about. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Your job is to do their hair. It's not to engage in their politics or their religion or the conversations that you don't want to be a part of. Yeah, remind yourself of that. That is so good. Okay. So, so you can go back to, oh, yeah, so your hair is looking very good. Or I'm going to look at, so throw them out of that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And go back to the hair, to the hair. Because they're paying you for the hair. They're not paying you for a psychology session. Even though you help us so much, you shouldn't feel um, guilty or not guilty of whatever you tell them in regards to their life because that's not your lane or that's not what they should be asking you about. They should be asking you about your hair. So you can go back to that. Go back to your feel. Reorient them. Get them out of that negativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're so right because oftentimes I know hairstylists, we get labeled as therapists. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, I feel like you're my therapist. And 
<laughs> and so we have to have those boundaries, it sounds like too, right? Have personal boundaries and know that, you know, I'm not going to engage in those conversations. And especially those conversations that could be controversy or controversial and just touchy subjects. And not just for you and the client, but for the people around you as well. So, yeah, I like that. I like that a yes. lot. Even though as a client, you help us a lot because we're it's the process of talk therapy. Just by talking and ventilating, we are listening to ourselves. It's called, it's called uh, neuro-linguistic reprogramming. We're talking and we are processing and you're so kind that you let us ventilate. But um, I think your job should be reorient us to the map, reorient us to the hair to the hair and the health of the hair and the beauty of the hair and the care of the hair. So we get out of those self-recriminating or negative loops that you should not be responsible because in addition to our health, your health will be challenged because now we're throwing at you our personal problems and you're trying to deal with the chemistry of the hair and the color and the timing and the heat or blower or whatever, all the beautiful science that you, and the art that you having your field. So that's not fair to you. Yes. So you, you can call it, you can call it back. Like you said, Oh yeah. Let me tell you about your, go back to the hair, mm -hmm. Re respect yourself by going back to the hair. They cannot blame you because you're not a psychologist. Right. Yeah. We're, we're their artistic stylist, not a psychologist. Yeah. I like that. I think I'm going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm not a psychologist. Yeah, I'm your, yeah, I'm your artistic stylist, your hairstylist. Yeah, okay. that is good, because I know... I'm your beauty consultant. Yes, exactly. And I know that because I, I know that I, it's almost a badge of honor that we hairstylists wear when we know that we are that confidant and we're, we're that person that most of our clients don't have otherwise, right? And there's been studies and research and on um how hairstylists it truly is like only my yes. hairstylist knows but we can still have boundaries and we can still say that this is where you know i i want to engage in fun conversation when it mm -hmm. starts not to be fun then i get to just say i'm that's not what i want to talk about let's either talk about something fun or or bring it like you said bring it back to hair the reason why they're in my chair is for uh -huh. me make them look prettier and help them be happier and more handsome, and all, whatever it is. Yes, plus you're educating us. We can ventilate with, with you. We can ventilate with other people too, or psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, but about the hair or the beauty, you're the expert. So yeah. maybe you can remind yourself, my job is to educate this person and re-educate and help with, the, with that feel. And so in doing that, that would help get them out of that anxiety or stress that they're starting to feel themselves and, or in even starting to react, get in that reactive mode. It's yes. a great way to just put yourself back into where you belong in a sense and where you want to be. Yes. If I have a client and the client starts talking to me about his or her hair, I might make a comment or two, and then I'll be like, oh, you know, but I'm not a hairdresser. I can give you some names. 
Angelina. Right. I have other people that they're experts and I do it and I recommend because now I'm getting stressed out or anxious because I'm like, that's not my feel. What am right. I talking about that? Okay. Five, 10 minutes, but don't stress yourself with things that you know you feel it's not fair to you. Yeah. It doesn't pertain to you and it's just causing you stress yeah. and, and anxiety and who knows what else. So so take control of the conversation, have boundaries, and that's going to decrease your stress level in just doing that, it sounds like. Yes. Good. Another thing another thing is how people, how you, her stylist, uh, the clothes that you wear and the shoes that you wear, because I think sometimes people complain that they're standing up the whole time and maybe the lower back hurts. That has to do also with your heels and the, how, you, how your column, you know, when we wear heels, Mm -hmm. I don't wear heels anymore, but, but, but when people wear heels, the spinal cord, the column changes, and that puts a lot of pressure on the hips, and the, it pinches the sciatic nerve. So I went to a barber place. I took my father to a barber place here in Kailua, and mm -hmm. they were wearing shoes that the heel was kind of like a spring. Mm -hmm. So another suggestion, what I'm trying to say is physical, music, heat, cold clothes, all those things to, to have a quality of time. Yeah, that's good. And I'm going um, to, I still have a few more questions, but I'm going to jump to this one because this is someone, someone wrote in and asked about this because um, I, I let my audience know that I was going to be doing this podcast. I was going to be doing this interview for the podcast and if they had any particular questions. So here's a question that someone wrote in. And it's right what you're saying. So she says, I seem to have a lot of physical effects particularly my back. What can be done to keep our bodies feeling better when dealing with stress and anxiety? So again, I would suggest watch your shoes. Mm -hmm. I know that many, many people want, you know, to look like this or like that. That's great. But at what expense? How, how much, how important it is for me to wear pretty shoes if I'm actually putting a lot of strain in my lower back, I'm uncomfortable. Is, is that really part of my job per se. Can I do my job the same with healthier or better shoes? That's one, because that has to do with the, with the balance of our body, our gravity, and the pain, that, the pressure that we're putting in the joints. So that has to do with lower back. Also, uh, stretching. You could stretch every hour a little bit. You can try to like put your hands over the desk and or try attempt to touch your toes, and then you're stretching the, the hamstrings, the, the back part of your legs. Mm -hmm. And you can also do it in the mornings, or you can do it at night after your shower or whatever. Stretch. You can do yoga poses. That's great. Like a baby or downward facing dog. Otherwise, just stretch. Stretch mostly the legs and the and the hands. Okay. Okay. So there you go. That answers that that question. Is I mean, you got to think about it. Shoes, I, and I remember back in the day when I first started, I just wanted to look cute and stylish, right? You always look cute and stylish. <laughs> well, even back then, I would go and have the cute Prada shoes. That was more okay. important than being comfortable. And now, of course, that's shifted. So let me just ask you, hairstylist, what's more important for you to have cute shoes or for you to be comfortable and have less body aches and that can cause stress and that anxiety for you. So 
you know, choose wisely, <laughs> choose comfort, support shoes. Um, not every shoe, just because it's comfortable, doesn't mean it's support. And so you really do want to have good support shoes that's going to support your your skeletal system, which is also going to support your muscular system and your cardio, and everything, right? So it just all, you know, your body is all one piece. So you want to keep it in one piece. So, so it's taking care of your body and doing those stretches. Um, that's, that's really good. I got to remind myself to do them. Even here in my office, you know, I have a standing desk and I have to remind myself to stretch my hamstrings, my everything, my back. So that's good. And maybe even just having a checklist, maybe at the end of this, that's just giving me this idea of putting together a checklist as after you know, we finish our interview here and I can put that in the Hair Chair Boss Insiders Club. So I'm kind of going off, I, I'm getting this, these light bulb moments. Um, so in the yeah, show, yeah, yeah for, so for the listeners in the show notes, I'm going to create a checklist here and make your own notes. Take what um, feels good to you, but I'm going to create a checklist of a re some of the highlights of this amazing, valuable interview. And the Insiders Club is a um, it's a resource hub that I have for hairstylists, so they get nice. to there and get all the free um, trainings and PDFs. So I'm going to create a checklist. It's going to be the Insiders Club. So if you're listening, look in the show notes and get that uh, checklist. So that's awesome. So, okay, good. So thank you. So with dealing with the, so is that, it probably goes both ways when you're having stress and anxiety, it affects your body. And when your body is having pain, it affects, it, it can contribute to the stress yes. and anxiety. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And a model that I tend to follow, uh, one of the techniques that I tend to follow is cognitive behavioral therapy. There's different cognitive processes, etc. But if you look at the basics, is what we think will affect how we feel and will affect what we do. It's like a loop. Okay, so well, if we go, it's going to affect how we feel, which is then going to affect what we do. Yes. Okay. So if I go to work, if your hairdresser go to work and they're like, oh, this is going to be a horrible day. Oh, I, that client gets on my nerves. I'm already getting my, my cortisol level, the hormone of the stress, start being released. My heart starts getting faster palpitations. Maybe I'll start sweating a little bit. I'm already tensing, clenching my jaw, my teeth, my neck. I'm already in a position of fighting. So that, and then. Oh, and that's even before you've even got to the salon. Yeah. When you're just thinking about it. Okay. And it, it could be your boss. And then the boss opens her his or her mouth and we're like what do you mean by that i'm on time so we already messed up we already threw so much cortisol which we already let our body secrete so much of the toxins in our body that we already have a stressed out morning not healthy however if, if as hairdressers we go to work and we're like it's gonna be a beautiful day nothing's gonna throw me off i'm just gonna go with the flow it's gonna be like a dance so we think positive things, we feel positive things, we continue with breathing deep, etc. And what you choose to do is going to be, you're probably going to be smiling more. You're probably going to pay attention to the music. You're going to be paying attention to beautiful stuff. You're going to say nice things and keep doing it throughout the day, taking breaks and doing that. Like little cycles of re-uptakes, re-uptakes, re-uptakes. 
Yeah, that's good. I mean, the power of a, uh, having a positive attitude. Yes. Yeah, I like that. You know, I am... Um, I think that's really important. It's super important. And I can see how sometimes it can get, it's, it can be easy to forget to start our day that way because, you know, a lot of hairstylists are dealing with stuff before they get to the salon, whether it's their kids or their spouses or their pets or, you know, whatever other obligations um, and responsibilities that they have. And so it goes back to even that 15 minutes before um, starting with your client, getting into that space of, oh, it's going to be a great day. Um, I love my clients. That's something that I do. And I get into a lot of gratitude at the beginning of mm -hmm. my day. Like, oh, you know, it's going to be a really great day. Like yesterday, I was there at 745. I knew I was going to, it was, I was going to be lucky to get out of there by 9 p.m. Like I just knew that <laughs> if I get out by nine, I'm golden. And so I didn't let myself get into, oh God, it's going to be a crappy, busy, stressful day. Oh, I'm so looking forward to seeing this client. I haven't seen this client. And then I, I purposely had one client come after the other for them to, to see each other mm -hmm. as one was coming and one was going because I knew they were friends and they hadn't seen each other since before COVID hit. So it was a surprise. And I let them both know I have a surprise for you. And mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm. they had to just pass each other, but it was like, yeah, I got to see you in person. And so it was just really focusing on the joy that I was going to have. And you know, the day just flew by. And when I, at the end of it, I was tired and I was hungry, but I had a really good day. And yeah. the person who was watching my dog during the day, she's like, wow, like you just got off of how many hours? I don't even know. Is that like a 14 hour day practically? Um, she's like, you still seem so like chipper. <laughs> how is that? And, and I really, looking back, I know it's because I set myself up to have a good, happy, joyful day. And I would tell myself, I'm making, I'm going to make bank today, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's really, yeah, just setting yours. There's so much that that we could be doing to set ourselves up for um, just having a really good day. Success, yes. You're setting the tone for that, exactly. Mm -hmm. Also, ignore a lot of people and things because we're not a $100 bill that everyone's going to like us. Your job as a hairdresser is not for all the other people in, the, in your office or in the hairdressing, in the beauty parlor to like you and accept you. Your job there really is just be there and take care of your client. So it's you and the client really. So if you can block anyone that gets on your nerves, whatever, just block, mentally block them, just be cordial, but just then it's less, less strain. Plus now with COVID, uh, I like reminding everyone, myself as well, that when we get very stressed out, our immune system goes down and then the probability of getting sick is higher. So if you're there, as soldiers in a way, uh, as warfighters, because you're there in the battlefield helping people, but you're exposed to their germs. If, if you're very stressed out and your immune system goes down, the probability of you getting sick is higher than if you're in balance. Okay, so you heard that, people. So it's really important. Your health depends on you um, being as less stressed as absolutely possible. And I know there's, unless you're in a salon suite, 
you are around other hairstylists. And I know that sometimes it is difficult when you hear other people talking or saying something or you're, oh, you know, I don't know if that person likes me or they said something and you just take things personally and you react. Like you gotta just be willing to let it all just bounce off of you. It's being resilient. And it's just like, you know what? That doesn't pertain to me. Don't give it your focus and your attention because one of the things that I often say is that you are where your attention is. And so if your attention is on, oh, I don't know if they like me or what did they say or are they criticizing what I just did? You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's where you are. That's which, where your being is, is in that space where you're putting your attention. So keep your focus and your attention. Like what Dr. Stett says is you're, just be there for your client and don't, don't get attached to, don't, don't let what other people say and do affect you because it's, if you do and it stresses you out, then yeah, you compromise your immune system and, and that could be a domino effect. So, ah, oh, lots of good stuff. Um, so how, you know, there is one other question that someone wrote in about that I want to make sure that I cover. And this is what they wrote. It's, um, what are some effective strategies to come down from high anxiety at the end of a work day? Is there a way to neutralize it, even if it's just a little bit? I would say maybe something that could help you is have a note, either a happy face on your mirror or a note that, for example, I like the serenity prayer. And I know I'm thinking in Spanish, so I might not do a good translation, but it's something like, you know, God, God or whoever. You just, you're just saying, I want to have the, the, know, the, the peace to see, confront any stress, the knowledge to understand what I can change and what I cannot change, and be happy about it. So if you, have, if you write yourself kind of like a serenity prayer or anything that calms you down, that keeps you happy, or just a happy face with mm -hmm. lipstick on the, on the mirror, whatever, that could be your beginning and your end and your in-between breaks. So you will go back through the breathing, you can close your eyes and just take deep breaths. That could, I would say, if I would be a hairdresser, which I'm not, so I'm sorry, I'm very ignorant about it. If I have time, I would sit down, I would start my day with sitting down, taking a deep breath, and stretching, stretching, bringing flow of oxygenated blood to all my joints because they're going to help me. That's part of my tools to do my beautiful, magical work. And then do that in between and whenever I have breaks and do it at, like do the same thing that way you you don't let anything accumulate because you're starting relaxed stretching breathing happy relaxed you have some breaks throughout the day and then at, in the evening you do the same thing you see that again and you stretch and take a deep breath exhale inhale stretch exhale etc if you can do yoga that's great okay uh, any other day so it's really then it's starting your day, whether you're even going to be in the salon or not, but just starting your day, um, being positive and, you know, what you're looking forward to toward the joy you're going to have, the money you're going to make, the clients you're going to see, and really setting the tone, like you were saying, Dr. Stett, set the tone for your day. And then at the end of your day, it's going Same back, thing. pardon me? Same thing. Yeah, same thing at the end of your day. And even throughout the day, you can set alarms and, you know, alerts and like, okay, oh, it's time for me to stretch. 
excuse me, client, but it's my, I got to take a minute to stretch and you just yes. do it. Um, yes. And, and then do that same thing at the end of the day. And this reminds yes. me of a, um, I did a podcast episode. So if you're listening while well, you are listening, so as you're listening here, <laughs> um, go to the hairchairboss.com podcast page. And I did, it took me two episodes because I covered a lot of stuff, but I did the hairstylist self-care checklist part one and part two. And I talked about setting your day up and then at the end of the day, wrapping your day up so that you open your day up the way that you want to setting that tone and you're ending your day kind of just with, with closure and just wrapping it up and letting things go that you need to let go of so that you can get good sleep and wake up and do it all over again. So there's really a lot of, I think a lot of times people are just not making the time to do these simple, easy little things that, I mean, 15 minutes at the beginning, a few minutes here and there during the day and another 15 minutes or so at the end, I mean, what is that? Maybe 30 minutes worth of just being aware and conscientious and intentional about your body and your mind. And I mean, really 30 minutes out of however, you know, what is that? Half hour out of 24 hours. So you're looking at 23 and a half hours the rest of the day. But anyway, that 30 minutes, probably it would take you just to, to get into that space. Of course, you're going to want to still do a yoga class or, you know, do some exercise, but this, we're just talking about right now what you can do to help with your stress and your anxiety, especially on those salon days. And it's yeah. really easy, simple, and it's not going to take you a lot of time. It's like your return on the investment of putting in the time to do what we're talking about here to implement what Dr. Stetz is telling you is going to give you a huge return. So why wouldn't you do it, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. Anything that stays in your mind, you should write it. You can have a little notebook or something by, by your desk. Anything that stays in your mind that you cannot do anything about while you're working, just write it down. Take care of that later. Because if we start thinking about it, it just drains our brain efficiency. It just, it's just like a hamster in a wheel. We're just thinking about something that we can fix. So write it down. Write it down. And you know, something that I, because I'm so fascinated by the way the brain works and, and habits and all this other stuff. Um, one thing that I did find or did discover is that our brain burns calories. Uh -huh. Yes. And we burn a lot of calories. So if you're thinking unnecessarily or you're stressing unnecessarily and worrying unnecessarily, that's a lot of calories you're burning. And yeah, in one sense, if you want to burn calories, but it can cause a lot of exhaustion too, just brain exhaustion and brain fog. And so there's drain, a draining, draining, yeah, draining, draining. It's very draining. So draining the battery. Yep. Yep. Good. Wow. That is so, so great. Thank you so much. I know we're, we're coming up to almost an hour and I want to be mindful of your time. Now you had talked about in the beginning um, how you work with people, like you can actually work with people without seeing them in person, face to face. Mm -hmm. How does, how does that work? I'm just talking with them and we identify their main stressors and how are they dealing with them? And I suggest things for them to do. Like I did some today and I give them homework 
for them to continue until our next session. And at all times, we're, our clients are capturing their, their pulse, their breathing rate. So if they get very anxious or very hyper about things, we, we practice the breathing, the closing our eyes, the positive visualization and just making it happen. So uh, this, I'm really curious about this, is, um, is some of this a habit? I mean, do, can we create habits of stress and anxiety? And Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. We program ourselves. Like many people wake up with four or five cups of coffee the whole day. And then they say they cannot sleep. And then they have to, they drink like six, seven cans of beer. That's a habit. That's a habit that's self-medicating yourself to be up and then at night being down. So another habit would be not doing that. Drinking more water, going to bed at the same time, telling yourself after five o'clock, I'm not going to eat and I'm going to start thinking about relaxing my body and going to sleep, maybe just like a little tea or milk or something. Okay, so we can get into habits. habits. Yes. We can, we yes. can form some good, healthy habits that would lessen yes. our stress and our anxiety and our worry. Exactly. Yeah, and like I, like I mentioned early on, getting into the habit of getting to the salon early. I mean, I have been in the industry for 31 years. I've been in several salons. I see so many hairstylists like rushing in and throwing their stuff down and, oh, hi, sorry I'm late, you know, and so that it's changing. It's replacing that habit with, you know, replacing the habit of getting in at the nick of time, feeling stressed because then your client too could be like, okay, well, they're late again and yada, 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 and get a, maybe a little upset because I feel like you're not valuing their time and so forth. And that's already setting the tone. Right. And so, and it affects the next, the next client and the next client. Exactly. It's a ripple effect. So what I want you to, to realize, um, and I'm talking to you hairstylists here is there's actually a lot you can be doing to lower your stress and your anxiety and your worry. And just in this episode here, which is just about an hour, you've got a lot of tools that you could put in your toolbox and it's going to require you committing to it and just saying this is more important than anything else and feeling happy and joyful and all those good positive feelings is more important than, you know, dealing with the stress and the anxiety and yeah, just, just making it that commitment, making that commitment and being responsible for the way that you show up and the way that you feel and the way that you are in the salon. So, so yeah, so take that, take that seriously. I just encourage mm -hmm. you because I know that there's so many hairstylists who feel like that they don't have any control. Like I don't have control over this. Um, and just succumb to feeling the anxiety and there's really a lot you can do. And so can people work with you if they just, if, how can they find out more about you, Dr. Stetz? And I, I'm sure that I have some listeners here who are going to want to really get a, a handle and a grasp on their anxiety and stress that they're feeling right now. How so right you? now, 
as a as a psych session, I I take um, I'm taking three plans: HMSA, Tricare, and TriWest. If you want to pay out of pocket, I I have a big special on my website. Is um, DR like doctor, Melba, M E L B like beautiful, A, Steph, which is S T like Tom, E T like Tom, Z like zebra. So it's drmelbostets.com. Okay, and I will be sure to have Dr. Stitt's link in the show notes as well. And I have worked with Dr. Stitt, and I always share one of the, um, and I want to end on this because I want to also let the listeners know that it's not all heavy and, ugh, you know, <laughs> just something that I don't want to, you know, people don't look forward to, or, or I don't know, that I think when it comes to dealing with the stress and anxiety and the worry and all these feelings that we feel are so negative and just draining and pull us down, you actually can have fun in your journey of healing because one of the, well, two prescriptions that I got from Dr. Stetz was to laugh more. And so my prescription was to get on YouTube and find comedies and watch the, watch something funny every day and to dance more and to dance <laughs> daily. And so that was my prescription was to laugh more and to dance daily. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's like the best medicine. <laughs> and I did that and I would get up and I would dance. And, and the thing is, is that I had forgotten how much I love to just have music going when I'm cleaning or yard work or cooking. And for whatever reason, I think I just got so caught up in the doing in life that I forgot to do those things that bring joy and happiness to my life and for myself. And so now it's, I invested in some really high quality speakers for my house. So when I put the music on, my neighbor one time thought that I was having this house party and I was home by myself dancing <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> and, um, so I invested in good speakers and listened to, listened to good music and fun music and music to dance to. And I seek out comedies and I'll ask people, have you seen anything really funny? And, you know, so I just thought that that was the best medicine. And I share that with the listeners because I want you to know that you could have joy and fun along the way in your healing process and, um, and, or in your process of just being healthy, right? It's, I think a lot of times people think, oh, in order to get healthy, I have to give up so much and I'm going to have to do this and change this and so forth. Not necessarily. I got to dance and laugh my way to having less anxiety and stress and worry. So <laughs> that was, that was great. Well, thank you, Dr. Stetz. Thank you for your time. I so appreciate it. And I know that all these hairstylists listening in, especially those who are faced with, with, the, with the anxiety, because that's what they tend to call it. But now you know that it's, it's worry and you have more power over that, be more empowered. But thank you. I know that your information and just sharing your time and expertise with us today is going to shed some light for a lot of hairstylists and I know make them feel oh, if they can exhale and <laughs> yeah and that there's things that they can do about it that are really gonna shift the, the way they they um 
you know, live through their life, I guess, and have their day in the salon. So thank you so much for helping me and helping my listeners to just have a happier day, happier, healthier day. Thank you for your invite. And yes, it's all about quality of life. Thank you everyone for listening. Sure. All right. So I'm going to say goodbye for now. Thank you for listening. And as always, make it a great day and keep on making the world a better looking place. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Hair Chair Boss Podcast, and I would love to stay connected. So if you haven't already done so, please join the Hairstylist Only Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash hairchairboss. And you can follow me on Instagram at hairchairboss, and you can find all the podcast directories that I'm on at my website, hairchairboss.com forward slash podcast. And if Apple Podcasts is your go-to, please subscribe to this show. And I would be so honored if you left a five-star review and shared what you got most from this episode. And lastly, please share this show with other booth renter hairstylists you know, because the more successful we are as an industry, the more you will thrive as an entrepreneur. Thanks again, and I'll see you on the other side.